What's up, everybody? This is episode 17 with the one and only Shay Williams. Uh, from all different struggles in life, you name it, she's had them, persevered through, and found success in everything that she's done in life. So I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoyed talking to her. And without any further delay, please enjoy Shay Williams. <laughs> there we go. Okay. We're going again. <laughs> Little recording issues there at the first part, as always. More like user error. <laughs> but uh, I have Shay Williams here. She's in town for the BCS Classic. We were wa- watching a bunch of friends. She had some friends from Houston come up. Uh, she used to live in College Station. Um, pretty much kind of a self-made woman, I guess I would say. I mean, coming like saying it out loud, it's kind of weird for me to say, right? <laughs> it's kind of weird for me to hear. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but uh, it's really pretty true, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have her on the podcast because she's a very interesting human. Um, Thank you. With the things that she does, and uh, I guess starting off, um, what brought you? Did you grow up in College Station? Uh, no, so I grew up in East Texas in the Lufkin Nacogdoches area where the majority of my family still lives. Um, I knew at an early age that I wanted to be a fighting Texas Aggie. My brother instilled that dream in me around the age of seven or eight. And when I went through, um, I went to Lufkin High School and um, when we started applying for colleges, I didn't even apply anywhere else. I was just banking on my top 10% to get me automatic acceptance, and luckily enough, it did. So found myself in the fall of 2008, moving to College Station to start my freshman year at Texas A&M University, and had an incredible college experience. Um, I did half of a victory lap um, at the end of my college journey. <laughs> And was really proud of that because that was also the first uh, the first season that Johnny Football came on to the team uh, nice. and like really made a name nice. for himself. So I got to experience that fall here with him, and it was amazing. And then I I stayed here for almost nine years in College Station. So um, being here this weekend has been a walk down memory lane, and um, to be back in town also for. The BCS Classic, which is a CrossFit event, um, CrossFit is definitely my heart and soul. Um, it's what I do when I'm not working, and I, I joke that it's the part-time <laughs> job I don't get paid for, um, and I just do it because I love it. So to be back for that and just to get to be around all the friends and family that or friends that I consider family uh, that I care so much about is made for such an amazing weekend. What? It, it was an awesome weekend. I have to say, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was probably the best run for George, if you're listening. Was, <laughs> you it killed was, it, George. Yeah, you killed it. Yeah. You really ran it good uh, this year. But um, I guess, wh- how did you get started after college uh, with work-wise? Like, I know you're Lululemon and you've worked up, and that's why you moved to the Woodlands yeah. now, which has been how long now? Um, next month will be two years. Two years. Yeah. Man, it doesn't seem like it's It been doesn't that long seem at all. like two years. It seems like you just moved the other yeah, day. Yeah, it is flown by and so much has happened. But um, okay, work wise, how did I get to where I am today? Yeah, how did you start with Lululemon? Like, how did that whole thing come about? Because I know you're, I mean, you're 100% invested in that oh, yeah. company. Oh, yeah. So. My boss jokes with me and calls me a lifer. So <laughs> um, the license plate on my car reads Lemon. My phone case has lemons on it, so you could say I'm, like, job-obsessed, which I don't think a lot of people in the world can say. It's a rumor of a lemon tattoo. (laughs) The the, the rumors are true. I do. um, um, My showroom team, so when I started with the company, um, I was hired out of College Station Never worked for them before, but had discovered the brand uh, through my love of CrossFit and had been a loyal guest of Lululemon for a couple years Um, through, honestly, through CrossFit. um, A former coach of mine who was an ambassador for the store I'm at now in the Woodlands referred me for the job, and um, that's how I came to Lululemon. Um, I got a phone call one day asking if I would be interested 
in opening up a showroom in College Station. And in that moment, all of my worlds and dreams and just collided and didn't even think that I would really get the job. I, I know um, when I when I interviewed, my boss had me or my the, the, the woman who hired me had me submit a video application. And <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> there was a copy of it floating around, so if you ever want to see it, just let me know. The, um, I watch it now, and I'm like, wow, like three and a half years later, I've come a long way as a human, but it's really fun to like look back on that and see, um, yeah, see how far they've come. All that's, short all that's time. gone. Yeah. And I know you didn't really, at first, living here was better than living in the woodlands like that was kind of a struggle but you moved there for this job because yeah. it's kind of like your dream job yeah. it's turned into like you don't want to do anything else right this is this is uh what you want to do so you took that leap and go down to the woodlands and have to meet all new people <laughs> do all new things yeah as a single woman it's not an easy deal to do anywhere for anybody yeah um but you know you don't have a high school you can go to where you just all your friends are being shoved right in a single room. Right. You know, you're now you're big girl going into this place little like, fish, big pond, yeah. kind of what it and, felt like. Yeah, because this is more of a. Even though there's a lot of people here, there's a small town, right? And you're getting thrown. <clears throat> you're getting thrown right into, I mean, Houston area. Yeah. Just hustle and bustle. People aren't as outgoing, you know, and friendly like small town feel. Right. Like you're from East Texas. Everybody's everybody knows each other over there. <laughs> they do. You know, <laughs> you don't get away with much in a small town. Nope, nope. And and it, it total different contrast of styles. Yeah. And so that was a struggle. I it know, was. just you know, kind of a little bit from your side, but I can't put myself in that place because I've never had a place where I've just gone where I don't have anything. Right. You know, and I I got a lot of respect for what you built now because now you have like there was people up here. From there, you traveled up here with friends to watch them compete from yeah. Houston, the Houston area. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. You, you know, you made that, you found a little community and and made those friends. But totally. You did it off of working on your dream. Kind of like you were saying, you went to Texas A&M and you were like, I really didn't put my eggs into the other basket. Yeah, I'm, I, I, and I've been that way my whole life. Like, when I commit to something, like, I am all in and I have blinders on. I see nothing else. And so... I actually never even thought about that. Like it, it really started with that decision to go to A and M, and and it shows up now in almost every decision I've made since then. Um, I guess I can like kind of I can kind of start like how I really got to where I'm at today did start with CrossFit. Um, my college career, be it amazing, I was a social butterfly. I was involved. I was invested in literally anything I can get my hands into and, and the social scene. And I don't think that's changed. No, no, it really hasn't. That's where, that is where my heart is. I love people. Um, and I used to joke with my parents, like I, I had decent grades, like I'm not going to say what my GPA was, but like it was good enough. And But my, my parents of course expected like 4.0. They wanted me to be a veterinarian, like all of this. And so my joke was, I was like, well, I have a 4.0 in my social education, um, and they didn't like that very much, but I, I truly believe that it was my investment in organizations and the community that has gotten me where I am today. Um, going back to like decisions, I, I, I haven't always made the best decisions and, um, have learned a lot, um, through making not so great decisions. And I think where I started started making good decisions was it was um, August 2013 after I had graduated, still living here. I was working out at the Brazos County Expo as an event planner, coordinator. And that was like, that was my first like job out of college and um, really, really enjoyed it. And um, saw a bunch of people on Facebook doing gymnastic, gymnasticky things like jumping over boxes moving some barbells and like at that point in my life I had never touched a barbell and but I did grow up as a gymnast I spent 12 years of my life invested in the sport of gymnastics and um 
so I was like, okay, let me, let me try this thing called CrossFit out. And like from that moment on, like I can say that is when my life took a turn for the better. Um, started at the gym, of course, fell obsessed in love with this sport. And then it wasn't even a year later, May of 2014, where, um, I found myself in a, in a really bad accident. I was out at Lake Bryan. I was wakeboarding, um, made contact with the dam out at Lake Bryan and wow, I broke my neck. Oh. And in the, <laughs> it was, it was pretty insane. Um, and the, in the ER, the doctor came to me, he was like, all right, I've got good news and bad news. And I was like, well, hit me with the bad news first. And he told me, he's like, well, the bad news is you broke your neck and the good news is you're alive. And, um, when he found out a little bit about my history and what I was involved in, he truly attributed my life to CrossFit and how strong I had gotten in upper body development. Um, and so to see something that I had been so passionate about, like it truly did save my life. Mm -hmm. And now looking back where I am four and a half, almost five years later, it has saved my life multiple times. Um, and then, of course, CrossFit is what led me to Lululemon and um, a company that is, like, so invested in personal development and um, following our dreams, pursuing our passions. And they really invest a lot of time and energy and resources into ensuring that we're doing that. And so um, to be where I am now in the woodlands, like, yeah, it's been like an incredible journey, but I really, it all started with that decision to join a CrossFit gym <laughs> in, in College Station, Texas. Yeah. And then uh, putting no eggs in other baskets, like being fully committed, like yeah. there wasn't another option, which no. I, I find fascinating yeah. about human beings. Like I've, I've had uh, Matt on and it's like, there is no other eggs in a basket. It's mm -hmm. an artist. Like that's what he wants to be. Yeah. And, and like several other people that I've talked to, it's they don't see anything else outside of what they want. No. So they're fully committed to it. And yes. it, there's not an option of if it fails. It's like, no. well, I may not be there yet, but I'm working my way to get there. Whatever right. avenues I have to take to get to this point, like all, all roads are going to end at this position. Right. And so I, I think that speaks to life in general, like how you live your life. And so regardless of whether it's CrossFit or not, like it saved your life in that accident. Mm -hmm. uh, you could have been in a car accident. It, it didn't have to be wakeboarding, right. but hundreds Anything. and thousands of people just go out and wakeboard on the lake. Right. Like, they don't do Well, I've been, I've been wakeboarding since I was eight years old. Like, yeah, never exactly. in a million years. Like, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and have you ever been, like, it's kind of hard to run into, like, it really does seem kind of hard to run into the dam. Right. Uh, it should be. Yeah. It should be. <laughs> it's it's there. It, it doesn't move. Right. It stays in place. And, you know, somebody's driving the boat and you're back there. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that have to go wrong for yeah. that to happen. Oh, yeah. You know? It was just a, it was a really unfortunate accident. Yeah. But being fully committed to things, um, I imagine that helped you through your injury, too. Oh, my like, gosh. Uh, yes. Mentally wise. Because I know just even a little thing like breaking my foot. I had people come up to me and the guy that had an injury come up and tell me, it's, you got to be worried about getting depressed, like really falling into it because you can't sure. move anymore. You can't do the things that you want to do. You're not as, you're not as good as what you were. I didn't find that to be an issue because my attitude was more like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Like repairing, like repairing it. It's annoying that I have this boot on and I have to walk with crutches, but I get to explore all new avenues yeah. and I'm trying to make myself a better human, um, with this thing on, it's a challenge 100%. now, you yeah. know, and a neck is even worse, you know, <laughs> Kim's back, you know, that, yeah. that sort of thing is even harder to overcome. And I, I, I have like a lot of respect for that part, but the mental attitude that you have of no eggs in the basket other than this, yep. I imagine that probably helped you with your, your My, injury. For sure. Well, I just remember, so I had a local doctor here in College Station. He was the, my doctor in the ER, wound up being my doctor post-ER and, mm -hmm. like, my attempt to recover. And at my three-week follow-up, I've, I've been living in a neck brace for three weeks. And um, he came, I, I during the doctor visit, he told me that it had gotten worse and that I was going to need surgery. And um, in that in that room, you know, he was, like, I don't want to say sizing me up, but, like, he was, like, it looks like you're – um, you're pretty athletic, like you, you take care of yourself. And he like told me 
my mom was with me in the room, and he told me, he was like, but I just need to let you know. He was like, you're never going to squat your body weight again. And when he told me that, like, I just got a body chill saying it out loud again, because in that moment when he said that, like, I was like, okay, well, screw you, because <laughs> I'll, I'm going to prove you wrong. And, like, got my mom, and like, I looked at her, I said, mom, we're in the wrong place, we need to leave. And we got up and walked out sat in the parking lot of the doctor's office and started calling everyone we know knew to try and find a new doctor, and we did. And um, got into his office, told them my story, everything that had happened, and um, it's a private clinic in Dallas, and they saw me that day, and um, the day that we called them, and he was so all in. Like, I told him what I wanted to do, what I, how I wanted to be, um, that I wanted to compete again, and um, he was like, well, you do what I tell you to do, and I'll get you where you want to be. And, um, yeah, but it was that mentality. That doctor told me one thing, and... He's like, that's not it the was, plan. It wasn't even... That's not the plan. Yeah, it wasn't even, like, a possible... It wasn't... that What he said wasn't even possible. Like, I was like, you don't even... You don't know. Like, you don't know what I'm capable of, <laughs> so don't doubt me. Like, exactly. I knew what I was going to come back and be able to do. And he had no faith in me. And like, no, that's a safety net. Yeah. That's a, yeah. like a, well, you're going to live the rest of your life like. Disabled by this You're just going to be like, okay, you're just going to, you know, go to the movies on the weekends <laughs> and, you know, hang out with people. But your dreams of ever doing anything else are right. gone. Like yeah. you can't, you can't be this no matter right. what. And it's. And if there's one thing yeah. about my life, like you told <laughs> me I can't do something. I'm going to do everything in my power to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in a way I maybe should be thanking him, but. Kind of. I, I mean, know. but that sort of thing gives, gives it gives me motivation. I was just talking about Michael Florida's uh, back injury and uh, with some people, and they were like, he needs to do this, he needs to do that. And I, I said, I have to put myself in his shoes. I can't judge him. Yeah. Because if somebody told me I got to wear a brace for six months oh. and I can't do this and I'm not, I shouldn't squat or hand, because somebody did tell me that. And I was like, just give me the little massage thing I came in here for, and I'm gonna go see somebody else. Like that's it. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I kind of like give him the finger, but with my eyes. Like yeah, with your eyes. That's not gonna work. That doesn't. That doesn't work for me. So yeah, I don't know if you're competing what I'm saying, but I want this fixed. Like I, I'm not looking at options to not do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and it's even heightened at your level. So I kind of just, kinda, how would I feel in that position? Right. You know, he's got his spine injury and it's like well I wouldn't take no for an answer I mean I know I wouldn't that's that's the way it is and right. I, I I applaud people that don't because the absolutes of you can't ever move or have any more fun it's like they told you you can't have any more fun anymore right and this is so not true there's other avenues you can go down they don't even give you an <laughs> so option true. you know he said hey you're not going to squat your body weight ever again well hey how about you, it's going to take some work, but you can find other avenues to maybe get stronger yeah. down the line or, yeah. you know, there's possibilities. And it's, it's just like a totally different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, and it's weird that they're doctors. Yeah. You know, doctors are just like, hey, I'm going to do something and tell you the safe route to go. So right. either I don't get sued or <laughs> I don't do it in my life. Yeah. And that's not the way I think. I think it goes to that a yeah. lot. Is it people that don't relate? They're, they. You didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, they don't understand. They don't understand. Safe has never been a word in my vocabulary, so. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I can relate to that a lot. I can relate to that a lot. It's like, oh, it's scary. I kind of want to do I that. should probably do that. I, yep. like, I kind of want to do that. <laughs> you don't you know? think I should jump off this cliff into a body of water? Well, let's do it anyways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I saw some videos of you doing that. Yeah. In a, a foreign country. A Greece. Yeah, Greece. Yeah. What brought you to Greece? Um... Fun. Fun? Fun. Yeah. Two of my... How did you go on the trip? Like, how did that even start? Yeah, two of my best friends, uh, Luke and Quincy, um, I was maid of honor in their wedding. They've been dear friends of mine for a long time. They're, like, world travelers. They do... um, They go and do all the time, and we just had this idea. I was in Austin visiting them one weekend, and they um, told me they were trying to plan a European vacation, and I was like, I want to go. And they were like, Okay. And we sat down and figured out where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do and booked the trip. And then two or three months later, we were on our way. That's awesome. Yeah. It was <laughs> definitely one of the most enlightening and interesting trips of my life. I'd never been to your overseas before. I'd been to other countries, Canada and Mexico, but 
um, to experience a totally different culture was amazing just to see how the other side of the world lives and the beauty of the Mediterranean Sea and Greece. We stayed in Santorini for a large portion of the trip and man, like I can't even explain it. Like it's just, (laughs) it's awe inspiringly beautiful. And like the people that live there, I just wonder how they, how they perceive it because it's something that they see every day. And like, I come from, middle of the middle of texas pretty pretty flat um it's not it's not necessarily the most beautiful place in the world not no not necessarily (laughs) but yeah no it was a really it was a really cool trip yeah but i'm it's kind of the same thing as like when we went to hawaii Mm -hmm. people ask like what a guy asked me just the other day like what what is it about it that makes it so like you talk about it so enthusiastically what what is it about it it's like it's hard to put into words right it's not, it's the people, it's yeah. the attitude, it's... And it's a feeling. When, yeah, and when you, it's so pretty that no matter what's going on, you go out and you look at it, you're like, that is so amazing that I even exists. Right. I don't even know that I was having, am I having a bad day? <laughs> like, I'm here right now, right? <laughs> I think it would be impossible. I, I keep thinking, like, if you live there, you could be having an argument or some sort of thing and just walk outside and go... Uh, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, there's this big mountain right here in front of me, or there's the ocean that's crystal clear and the weather's perfect. And But I think we appreciate it more because we come from places that we aren't that. We don't see that every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm in deep South Texas. Very similar, uh, totally different environments, uh-huh. but similar in the fact that it's it's brown and there's mesquite trees and ugly palm trees. Not even pretty. It's not pretty palm trees like in postcards. It's right. like cockroaches. Right. Them, you know? Yeah. It, 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 I think that getting out of your comfort zone, um, for me, I know that it, it just, it, it caused me to have a greater appreciation for what's out, what's out there and bringing that gratitude back home with me to start practicing in like other areas of my life. Um, that's a good point yeah that's a really good point like that's the purpose of travel right like you take your experiences you take your learning you take your observations and you bring it back and figure out how to apply it in your daily life and um just having that eye-opening moment of like this is like this is somebody's reality like now how can i be that like have this same reality at home like practicing appreciation um, I might not have crystal clear water and beautiful <laughs> mountains to look at, but I have something, you know. You also have that to reflect back on, like, yeah. you know, there's other parts of the world. Like, yeah. that, um, and I've, I've talked a little bit about it before, but in the areas especially where we grew up and even here and anywhere, really, people tend to stay localized. Mm-hmm. And the education that you get from traveling to a place like that. Totally. And then you can bring it back and you have a different perspective mm-hmm. on everything that you do as far as from work. And that could be why you take leaps and bounds in your job as well. Yeah. Because now you understand more people. Right. And where they're coming from, where they they might be. And you also, for me, I see it as like, I know the way I was before I did that trip. Right. And then after, I understand the people who are like that right. now. Whereas like, yeah, you say Texas is the greatest state in the nation. Oh, I don't want to leave and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you go, yeah. I, I get what you're saying because I said that all those mm-hmm. things before, and I had all those deals like the Northeast. Those people are a bunch of Yankee losers, <laughs> you know. But I also see where they're not, right? And I understand like, hey, they're it's a different culture, but they're equally as awesome in their own way. Like right. everybody has a sense of pride for where they live, totally. which is a good thing. But it helps me to understand like a different sort of attitude. I'm like, hey, there's other place in the world, and these people are the exact same, right? And just doing different things and having different kinds of fun and they have all different kinds of problems and everything else just it kind of makes everything more relatable right and I think that what's probably helped you with the Lululemon part and anything else in your life is finding those different paths right you know when you're talking right now it's like you you go over there and you apply it back in your life and I really like that I I really (laughs) I mean that's life like I feel like every situation every circumstance that I've been in um, from a child, like my dad passed away at an early age, like mom remarried, um, moved from cities as a, as a young, when I was young, like there's something to learn in every, in every situation. And, um, 
I think that somebody asked me recently to describe, like, what's, what would be one word to, like, that would describe me? And I was like, heck, I don't know. And But the more I thought about it and the situations that I've been in and um, is my is resiliency, like, bouncing back, you know? Life will always throw you curveballs, and but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the situation is. What matters is taking that situation and yeah, absorbing it, feeling it, um, allowing it to like really take its hold on you, but then bounce back, like find the message, find the learning in the situation and then figuring out, okay, how can I apply this to my life? So when I come back from whatever this is, for me, it was a broken neck. Um, and then shoot, I only not even two years later, I found myself in the ER again with a fractured skull and it's like that that could have again like dictated one way or the other of how I took my next step but you bounce back i bounced back and that's yeah. like that's to me one of the most important qualities in in life is just coming back never giving up never stop pursuing whatever it is that makes you the most happy it- and the, the fractured skull thing yeah. is really interesting. <laughs> it was and pursuing really what's most happy and the way yeah. that ties in because I think, <clears throat> I mean, just from the outside, the fractured skull was a horrible event. Everybody horrible. was super scared for you when it happened. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to share about, much about that, but during that process, the reverse of that where, you you know, your neck, it saved you from CrossFit. Yeah. This is something that afterwards you had to change some things. Oh, man. I changed everything. Yeah. yeah. To improve yourself, though. You totally. Went, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. Um, so this was, man, I don't, what, what year are we in? It was May 2017, <laughs> um, just not even six months after I moved to the Woodlands. And we were talking a little bit about that earlier. And you're right. Like, it was a hard transition for me. Um, I know you and Kim were, like, big champions for me, <laughs> even though long distance during that time. But I left... A, a place for nine years that I had been so comfortable in and had so many friends and was so involved and couldn't leave my house without running into someone I knew and into a foreign country is what it felt like. It was only, it's only an hour and a half away and it felt so foreign. Um, and yeah, like I learned like in the first couple months there, just like a lot about myself. I'd never truly been alone. I'd lived with the same uh, same girl for six years prior to moving, and now I'm living in an apartment by myself with my dog. And um, then, not even six months later, I'm in yeah in the in the ER, fractured skull, traumatic brain injury. Doctors again didn't know what to expect from it. You don't know what to expect from a traumatic brain injury. I mean, it yeah. could like completely destroyed bodily functions. Like I was lucky that didn't happen and came back pretty quick. But, um, that situation I think was like the final straw. Like my friends have always joked with me that I'm like a cat and I have nine lives. And like, that felt like it was my eighth life. Like I knew waking up in that hospital bed, if I didn't make some changes in my life that I, um, that things were going to go, downhill and up until that point in my life like how old was I then maybe 26 I think yeah um 27 I don't even I don't even know how old am I now if it's how old you are now it's one less (laughs) one less I'm about to turn 29 so I think I was 27 and um my man my entire adult life even teenage life like I spent a lot of time partying and despite the success I've had in my career and in my the, my pursuits, like, there was always this, um, man, like, I drank a lot. And it never put me in a good situation. If anything, it always put me in bad situations. <laughs> and um, I, the reason I was, I was in the hospital with this head injury was, like, um, not a direct impact of alcohol, but it was. Like, two nights before that, I had I was out at a wedding and drank a bottle of tequila. Um, <laughs> tried to do, went, went to the gym the next morning and did, it was the week before CrossFit Regionals, um, did the Regionals workouts. 
I mean, 100% hungover, like should not have even been functioning, much less <laughs> pouring it all out, doing a regionals workout. And then that night went to work that whole day and then met some friends out that night. And, and then two hours later, I'm in an ER room and in, in ICU. And <clears throat> waking up the next day was Mother's Day. So I was planning on going home to visit my mom, my sister, um, the mothers in my life. And had to call them and let them know, like, I'm in ICU right now, so not going to make it home to Lufkin today. <laughs> and my mom, I mean, of course, they freaked out and, like, dropped all their plans and were there in that moment. But it was that, it was on that day, it was May 14th, that I was like, this is it. Like, this is my eighth life. This is my last wake-up call. If I don't commit to some serious changes, I'm going to wind up dead. And in that moment, I chose to give up alcohol. And whew, the changes that have happened in my life and the year and a half since I made that choice have all been so positive. The relationships that I've had with friends, with family, um, with CrossFit, with my own personal health at work have been nothing short of incredible. And it all, and it goes back to the decisions. So, you know, I, I said I've made some like bad decisions in my life. Like that was the, the second or probably the best decision I've ever made was to just let go of a poison that had had its grip on me for the past 10 years. But it's, it's pretty tough being in that situation. And this is kind of like when you're talking about it, the friends that, so the friends, how they, how they changed when you mm -hmm. gave up the alcohol. Yeah. And when I say they changed, like the people that stayed in your life and don't stay yeah. in your life. Yeah, for because sure. Because the, the, when you, <clears throat> sometimes going out, doing that sort of thing in the social atmosphere is like a little, like we were talking about earlier, a safe zone. Yep. It's like totally. a safe zone. It's like, oh, I can go be around humans yep. and I'm not alone. Yeah. And this moment, I'm just not alone. But they're not healthy Totally. It's toxic. It's, it's so toxic. They don't care about you. They're right. just there for the same the thing. Party. The same the reason feeling. you are. It's, the, it's the, yeah. the drinking is what gives them that. It's like a, it's really is a drug for yeah. the, for the feeling. It's like, Hey, medicate me right now <laughs> because I'm sad that I'm alone in this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the people there are all kind of, they just don't realize it. Right. They don't realize that they don't have a true relationship with somebody. So I've seen your friends change. Oh my gosh. 300, like, it just went total yeah. opposite to where you have Alexis and those people yes. coming up here and they're the true friends in your life. Yeah. You know? So the gym I belong to down in spring, the woodlands, um, were a huge part in this decision. My, my coach, Marco, Alex, his niece, who Alex is now one of my closest friends, like they were in the hospital that day. They came to visit me. So Sunday before they were both going to compete at regionals and like <laughs> they were in the hospital with me. And which that speaks huge, a lot because right? it's a super serious thing. Like yeah. people train all lifetimes, yeah. like from years and years of training to get just to even a region, right. you know? And so to just spend the day before, right. They got, they go. were there. Yeah. They came to, they came to see me and Marco, Marco did, he made a joke about, he's like, well, this would probably be a good time to give up drinking. And I'm like, you're right. It is. <laughs> there is no time like the present. And like, Literally, from then, never looked back. But, yeah, I've definitely seen um, some changes in the relationships, the friendships. But the people who care about me, the people that, they're still here. And nothing's changed yeah. with them. If anything, they're more supportive and more involved and more invested. And, I mean, it's been interesting. Like, no, and nothing negative. Nothing negative. Um, if anything, just enlightening. Like, yeah. in the best way possible. And for me... It's so empowering to know that, like, I don't have to drink a margarita to go out and have fun. Like, I can no, still meet don't. my, I still meet my friends out every now and then. I'm getting older and don't really like staying up late anymore, <laughs> so they're few and far between. But on those nights, like, I can still go out and meet friends and have a good time regardless of the circumstances. So, um, for me, it was letting go of the idea that I had to be, like, a certain type of way when I'm in a social setting and just, I get exactly. to go and just be me. It's incredible yeah. that you can like, so you think, Oh, if I'm not like them in this setting, 
I'm not going to fit in. Right. And you're going to be the outcast because you always have that loud mouth like, oh, I don't know. And you know, I have not experienced that a single time. No, you don't. No. You, they, like, especially if you're consistent with not. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling to just go out and like, hey. Totally. I'm just, we're all having fun now. Right. Like. They just accept it and like, okay, she doesn't. Yeah. Great. Now we have a designated driver. Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I, you know? yeah, people love that for sure. And I don't mind it because I love to drive. Yeah, they realize you have an asset. They're like, oh, wow. <laughs> totally not, only, not only were we totally wrong about that, but she's actually beneficial to us yeah. in our lives yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it's just, it, it's incredible too that you can take something and uh, come to a point where you learn it, you get it out of your life, and then the success from getting it out of your life. Yeah. Not just in the, the people, but your success as an athlete. Because yeah. you went from practicing regionals at a gym while regionals is going on mm-hmm. to in regionals. Yeah, the next year. The next year. Yeah. Not like there wasn't a waiting period. It's like, hey, maybe it's telling you, you should have been doing this all along because your goals are this and your eggs weren't in another basket. So freaking buck up and yep. quit it if yeah. you want it. You yeah. Know? And you have to come to that hard decision, but it's kind of an amazing, it's it's really amazing to see, like, whoa, just an improvement in your life and you're, you're at regionals, you know? And, <laughs> Remove and, one toxic thing and yeah. it's Remove amazing. one what? toxic yeah. thing. Like, self-analyze, oh, this isn't good for me. I remove it. All of a sudden, I have, like, years of success packed into one year. That's what it felt like. It's what it was. Yeah. It's kind of incredible to look at it that way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, to take a step back. But being committed to something, the ability to be able to commit to A&M, mm-hmm. the ability to be able to commit to Lululemon and to move to a different town, mm-hmm. Those that's mindset, if you think about it. Yeah. It's a mindset that's like, oh, well, I'm committed to this thing. Yep. Like, And then... When you see something you need to get rid of, I'm committed to not doing Getting it. Getting rid of it. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I've been all in. So, and everything, when I make a decision, like, that's it. That's the decision. And so making that decision also, like, I haven't even questioned it. Like, people are like, are you ever going to drink again? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't think so. And if there ever comes a point in my time where I think that, like, maybe inserting that back would be beneficial for some reason. Who knows? But like when I made that choice, it wasn't even like a question in my mind. It hasn't been since like I made this decision. I am all in with this decision. It's like a cold Turkey, I guess you could say, Yeah. but that's how, that's what defines every element of my life. Like when I choose something, that's it. Like I don't even think there's not, nothing else even exists in that moment. Yeah, you get like blinders on, like forget about everything else. It's just like I I tell Logan when he's playing tennis, he gets upset and starts to fit about (laughs) some bad shots that he hits. And I'm like, to be, my dad always told me this because he was a division, division one athlete. He was like, Hey, you need to, you need to be honest with yourself about your ability. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to have the ability to forget the bad plays, the bad shots, the bad, you have have to only think about like your task at hand and good performance. Mm -hmm. And you have, you can get upset at it, learn from it and then forget about it. Like put it out of your head and then put, you know, you have blinders on like, okay, I made a mistake, but now I'm focused back at the task at hand. Because I mean, Basically, that's in the past. If you worry about that, you're just going to mess up the rest of <laughs> everything else. Mess you up, for yeah. sure. But a lot of people go through that struggle. I've, I've seen that where they just can't get the past out of their way. They're like, you can take a step forward. You don't yeah. have to sit in the same spot. Yeah. Like, you could have gone right out of the thing and said, yeah, I do need to stop drinking and stop for a little bit and gone back. Right. But that, but that wasn't a choice. Yeah. Or that was, I, it wasn't even an option. Well, it was a choice, but it wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah. not to you, it wasn't. Right. Not to you, it wasn't. Which... That's the difference totally. right there. But it all goes back to your mindset and everything. Yeah. I like the trip, you know. Hey, I'm going on the trip. Okay, let's go. See you, <laughs> you know. Let, let's go check this out. Let's go have fun. Yeah. And then apply the things to your life. Well, even moving to the one, that's what happened. Like, the conversation just so organically came up. And I, I was actually offered a job position in Hawaii for with Lululemon. And when I took it, I know you're like shaking your head. You can't believe I didn't say yes. But when I, t- it was um, for an assistant manager role and my, my manager, my boss at the time who runs all of the Houston stores and college station, 
was like, would you take that same job in Houston? And I didn't have an answer for her. And, but in that moment, it made me realize like what I do and what I don't want. And, um, ultimately she had the same job available for me at the store in the woodlands. And, um, man, I'm such a loyal person. Leaving her, like, she's been such an impact on my life. Like, leaving her would have been the hardest part of, like, going to Hawaii. And, of course, friends and family and everything I knew. Um, So taking that job because she wanted me to and thought that it would be best for my career path, like, when she told me that, I was like, okay, like, that's it. And, like, two weeks later, I was moving to the Woodlands. It was so fast, so fast. And, and then uh, I was at the store for two months before I became the store manager. So yeah. it was just like, you gotta follow, follow like fo- following my gut has always been, it's always set me up for success. Yeah. Like how's it, how do you know that, uh, that feeling comes up a lot with, I'm sure everybody. Yeah. And how do you, it's deciphering it, yeah. I guess. Right. Or I think for me, it's not like not deciphering it. Like just trust like trust when I have a feeling about something when and when I say feeling I mean like in my gut like when I know something or when something stirs um your body starts to feel good yes like any type of sensation around like a decision that needs to be made like I I don't overanalyze it like I just I make the decision and I go like never look back do you think you know what the good ones are like so you have a feeling you recognize the good what what the your body's telling you is the good decision yeah. versus the bad, the bad feel like, you know, yeah. I'm trying to explain it kind of <laughs> no, weird I know what you I'm mean. telling my words, but like you what's feel good, it and you go, bad? that's, that's, that's telling right. me that feeling right there. That's the good feeling. Mm-hmm. This one's the bad, like this one's the bad feeling. I shouldn't go that way. The, I think the difference is whether or not it makes me excited or nervous. Oh, yeah. Good. So if it makes me like the littlest bit excited, I'm like, that's, that's it. it. Go. And if it makes and nervous, I think is the wrong word. Um, maybe anxious is would it, be a better word than nervous. But like yeah. if it makes me anxious, that's not it. That's not the right one. Like if it's more of a stressor versus an excitement. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see. It. I can see it because you can get you can get excitement confused with nerves easily because you're nervous no matter what. Right. I mean, and that just means you care. Yeah, exactly. And it's different. It's unknown. Right. Like, there's a difference between, it's like Kim always says, I'm calculated risk. As you can see it going on in my head. I survey the landscape. Yeah. And it comes from my action sports stuff. It's like I survey the landscape. I look at where all of the danger zones are. And then I go to the safest spot of the danger zone. <laughs> you know? But it's in calculated my head. Calculated risk. And, and I have like the calculated risk in my, like I know my ability and I know where I'm going to, like where I'm going to fall. You know, sometimes it doesn't always happen, but it's calculated. Yeah. And, but that nervous feeling in your gut that you get like i'm used to that feeling from that look at it and i i'm addicted to that feeling mm-hmm. i love it's it. an adrenaline rush yes yeah well, and and things that don't give me like when things stop giving me that feeling it's not right i want to move on yep like, I was i'm so the else. same yeah like i need another hobby something that doesn't give something that gives me that i need that yeah. to rev me up you know and that may be a problem with me because like oh you if you just stuck with it a few more years, you might be actually good at it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but it's getting boring. But I'm bored, so <laughs> I'm going to move on. Yeah. I'm just getting too complacent with it. Yeah. I, what's interesting for me is, like, I've been like that. Oh, I say that. I don't know. I was I, I, I was committed to gymnastics for 12 years. Um, but CrossFit, I've never gotten bored with CrossFit. And I think anything that I've done before, in between gymnastics and CrossFit, um, I did, I was on the swim team in high school and I loved that. I, I wasn't able to do anything. The reason I quit gymnastics, I had a herniated disc in my back. So I had to, had to stop, like I had to rest, I had to let it heal. And the only thing my doctors allowed me to do was, so they're like, well, you can swim. So herniated disc too. Yeah. When I was like 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the swim coach was my pre-AP English coach or teacher. And when I asked him about it, it was the end of our freshman year of high school. And I asked him, like, hey, I think I want to join the swim team. He, like, looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, you don't know how to swim. And I was like, I do too. <laughs> and he was like, all right, we'll show up at the pool tomorrow afternoon, and I'm going to let you race my best girl. And so, of course, it was the end of, of their, like, three-hour practice, and I raced her, and she barely beat me. And, oh. and this is, like, I never, I really had never swam before, other than, like, swim lessons as a kid. And I've been a fish my whole life, but... 
and that was it. He was like, all right, you're on the team. And so I did that and um, tons of fun. But it was one of those, like, I didn't have another choice. Like, I, maybe I wanted to do something different, but, like, swimming is what I was able to do. And so, by God, I put everything I had into swimming. And for the next three years, it's just, like, that defined my high school experience, you Did know? you look at that girl, like, when you just barely beat her and go, oh, I can totally beat you. I see oh, for I, I sure. See where, I see where I can just pass you in just a little bit. Oh, yeah. And she, and, oh, and she beat me in that one. But <laughs> from that moment on, like, she, she became a great friend of mine. Yeah. And we always, for the next three years, like, we we raced each other, you know? And so I had that, like, that friend, that companion who, like, we, like, there were times that, I mean, there was, like, so much tension because we knew, like, we were competing and, like, that competitive fire, but, like, we drove each other to be better. And I think having someone like that in your life, whatever sport you're involved in, having someone in your corner who you're competing against, like, it was friendly. Like, we never didn't like each other. But we pushed each other, other. yeah. Like we knew we got better because we had each other, and then we were on the same team. Ultimately, looking for a better goal, and that shows up in CrossFit too. Oh, it shows up in everything. Everything. That's what I I told. So, I just had this conversation this morning with Kim in the kitchen. Is like, I enjoy competing with people who are so much better, like on the highest level, and I I may be beat by them at this point in time. But it exposes my weakness and what mm-hmm. I need to work on because I believe that I can get to that level. For sure. Like, I don't ever yeah. believe that I can't get there. Yeah. Because if anything. you did, then... Then why would I be where doing Where would you be? And yeah. Where would you be in life right. if you believed that? Exactly. So it's it's an important... It, it's important to put yourself in that nerve... That we were talking about mm-hmm. those nerves. Yeah. There's nothing more nerve-wracking than that. Yes. Like, uh, getting Wait. on the floor in regionals. You're, st- you're sitting next to people who go to the games constantly. Yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. And... Um, and you're working out in front of they can see you. Like not only see you, they they know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like they're right there with you. You're on their level now. And it's entry level like you're the new kid on the yeah. block, you know, yeah. the freshman in a high school getting hazed <laughs> type of thing. And you learn how they do things. Uh-huh. And then you're like, Oh, when you go back down a level from that, it it seems like it's slower and easier, like Oh, you can look at somebody in that different position and go, oh, I got you. Like, yeah. I've got you because I've, I've already competed on this level. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go down. I'm going up. Going up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's sort of going up and learning and, and getting yourself out there in that situation um, to improve yourself. Right. But you need those people Absolutely. in your life. So to, to mo- not just to motivate, but to Push. let you know that there are other things possible. Like you're capable of more. Totally. Like I'm capable of more, type of thing, which is it's it's an important thing that I I seek it. Yeah. Um, and when I don't, I think that's my most like I don't say down parts of my life, but it's I feel unfulfilled. Right. Like unproductive, everything else when I'm not around those people enough. Right. You know. Well, and when you, man, I'm trying to like for me when when I don't have that push, that drive, that determination in my life. Everything else does fall apart. It really does. Like, my it's like mood. the habit starts to bleed into the other things in your life. Right. Like, let's say, we'll just use CrossFit example. Let's say you're, you're on a regionals team and then you're like, all of a sudden, you stop hanging out with those people. Like the, the, the level of competition, I should say. Let's say you just go back to this side. And um, because other things get in the way, uh, you or you let other things get in the way yeah. of of you being around them. Like you get a bad habit right? and you get away from that. Yeah. Well, then that bleeds over into bad habits into and your work. work life. Yep. And bad habits and relationships. And then you're going and backwards. Yeah. It's a downward cycle and it's so easy to get. And, and shoot, I'll be really vulnerable and honest in saying like, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Like with all of the news right after regionals coming out that like regionals no longer exist. Like, that was earth shattering for a lot of people. I mean, it, it definitely impacted my outlook and well, shoot, what am I working for? Like, okay, what are we doing now? And it's, um, it disrupted a lot inside the gym, inside my personal life and in my work life. And it's taken about two months really for me to like 
come to terms with, okay, why am I doing this thing that I've done for the past now six years? You know what I think it aggravates people, though? And I just it just hit me a little bit. Yeah. Is it? Because the way I looked at it when I saw that thing come out is, uh, and I know people, we both know people, that will post things on social media and, like, they're, you know, they're going to be these great athletes. Uh, they never expose themselves like we were talking about. They never jump in the pool and race that girl. Right. Like, they don't do that in front of the coach. Yeah. They're, they're like, no, I'm training to be on the team. Right. right. No, to be on the team, you have to expose yourself. Yeah. Because there's no hiding when you get out there. And so oh, my... Oh, man, that's, that's deep. I my, like that. My thought philosophy on it, my, the first thing that hit my head is like, okay, Wadapalooza is now your regionals. Right. Um, Whatever else competition you want to go mm-hmm. to, it, now you have more regionals you can make it. <laughs> true, true. You actually have more. They've given you more of an opportunity to make it. Right. And... All these other people are thinking, my dreams are crushed. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Well, why not? Like, you, you're looking at it. You're not looking at the avenues that they've given you. Right. You you don't like to change. stuck in the one decision. You don't like the change. And people, in general, don't like change. I mean, I don't like change. No. And I've seen the impact, like, working with, with Lululemon. You know, people look at our company and think it's a product company. We sell, I mean... Granted, we sell amazing products, <laughs> plug. Um, but at the end, like we are a people company, and mm-hmm. along with people comes change, change in leadership, change in roles, change, shoot, change in product, change in systems, and watching and coaching and navigating people through change has been one of the hardest and most impactful journeys of my career. Um, and it's often hard to apply that same philosophy that I, I coach into my team at the store to my own life. But I, I have to gut check myself all the time. Like, okay, what would I tell my employee to do in a situation like this? And, like, bring that into my own life. And you're absolutely right. Like, it's – and there we, we're back to mindset. Like, <laughs> yeah. your revelation about, okay, regionals might be gone, but there's still other opportunities and – There's a lot of people who get blindsided by the change and I'm sure have and will continue to be so um, and not like, okay, let me just pull myself out of the situation that I'm stuck in and like see what else is available. And for some, maybe it's like, okay, well, I don't, maybe I don't want to compete and I just want to enjoy and love training and the people that I'm around. And that's great. Like there is so much more to CrossFit than cleaning jerks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's, well, that's kind of my... My point with the, you brought it up, is the the mindset thing of the last one I did with Brian is like, what's your why? Yeah. Why are you doing it? If, you're, if your sole purpose is, is just the success of regionals. Then, right. You know. Then of course it's a dream crushing to you. Yeah. But if CrossFit means more to you, like saving your life, like mm-hmm. you've enjoyed it before regionals that right. you know you ever had the goal option, to do that right. yeah so you're still the same person you are with or without that right. it doesn't affect you yeah. and you know who reminded me of that yeah. was your wife Kim. <laughs> um when all this news came out she she brought almost that exact question to a conversation that she and I had and in that moment in my anger and I'm like well my why is competition like that is why I train because I want to compete and I want to do this and I want to get better. And then an evolved conversation of that conversation turned into like, no, that's not true. Like that's like, and don't get me wrong. I love to compete, but the why is it saved my life. (laughs) The people that I'm invested and involved with in the CrossFit world, not just the gym that I'm currently at, but the gym's, here in College Station that I've been a part of through Lululemon, um, through my own personal journeys. Like, I came here, and yesterday at the BCF Classic, it all really came. It's like, man, like, all of these incredible people have been such an impactful part of my journey. And that's why I did CrossFit. Sitting there watching, like, the most amazing moment yesterday at the Classic was... It was a scale division in the um, the bar. Well, I don't know if the bar muscles are scale, but it was one of the last teams going. And the guy, I think it was a guy-girl partner, and 
they were struggling on the bar muscle-ups. And the whole, the rest of the field was done and just rallied around these two people. And this guy, I mean, he struggled to get his last bar muscle-up. And when he did, the crowd went wild. Like, nobody cares about nobody the first-place ca- winners yeah. that dominated the competition. Yeah. Like, that's the person that's fun. I mean, they're fun to watch, like, watching what, what they're capable of. And, um, and don't get me wrong, I love to be that person, too. But to be a spectator yesterday and watch that moment unfold, like, with the crowd, with all the other competitors that had just finished their workout, they rallied around these they people. They lifted up the people. And that's, yes, time. that's what this sport means, is it's we do support each other, we lift each other up. And it doesn't matter what gym you're at, like, granted, gym adversity is a thing, and I think thing. we all know that. It's a real thing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, we're all pursuing a sport and this thing that we love to do, and it's where we have common ground and what makes us able to show up at Nutriball on a Saturday and all, like, as a collective, pursue this thing that we all love and have in common. And I talked to so many people yesterday that I didn't know from Adam, and it's like, but we had something in common. We had common ground, and... Um, it was so fun. The it was so ground, cool. I, I like to throw out there, you've had all this struggle in your life from losing family members at a young age to the all the injuries that you had that you shouldn't be able to squat, you know, you shouldn't even be able to do anything. <laughs> should it? Probably should have a wheelchair. Probably, right? probably should. Um, wear a helmet every day. But overcoming, a, going through struggle yeah. like that, um, this thing is something that the stars like the highest level can mm-hmm. relate to the lowest level 100%. because it's the same struggle, right? Just on a different level. Like they, they relate to it because I'm going through the same struggle. It may be more weight, but I same know struggle. it's the same, yeah. it's the same exact struggle. So you have an appreciation and a bond with that person immediately, right? no matter what gym they're from. Totally. Like you're prideful of the gym that you have on of your course, shirt and everything else. But the, the thing that bonds everybody together and you say you relate to everybody there is because you all know, like, hey, you've all seen the faults that everybody mm-hmm. has, and it's okay to have faults. Totally. It's just how you struggle to get through your faults is what the respect, the mutual respect, and the, the common ground that you hit with each other. So it just, it has to do with, like, life in general. Right. It's not really the activity, CrossFit, or the right. workout. It's that you see something where you can relate to everybody right. in that situation. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And taking that and applying it in for me and for my life in my store is like, that's what's important. Like we, as a brand, we promote um, diversity and inclusion. And so taking that, like in a gym setting, in a CrossFit setting, we all, you're like you just said, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different struggles. We all, everybody's always dealing with something. And then, bringing that into the store and supporting everyone. Everyone is on their own journey inside of my store. Yep. I have, I'll have 40 employees this, this holiday going through the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been in a Lululemon <laughs> store one time during the holidays. And I was like, this it's is bananas. But you know what? It's the most fun <laughs> yeah. time of the year because we get to double the size of our team. We get to bring in all of these people who have never really experienced our brand on this level. And like to see, people's attitudes and outlooks and with every, like each person brings something so unique to the team. And, and then, and that's when I tie like the two, my two passions together. Like the reason I love CrossFit is also one of the reasons that I love Lululemon because it's all about community, um, supporting, lifting each other up, like promoting whatever journey each individual is on being a support system for that journey. And I, I do my best to be that for my team at Lululemon and for my team and at the gym. Um, so to be able to like tie those, like, man, I'm living a dream life. Like, well, yeah, I really am. And it's sometimes it's easy to forget that. And sitting here with you talking about it, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, like, what do I, like, what would I even have to be sad about? You know, <laughs> and then there's some days I'm really sad, you yeah. know, but well, it's a human, it's an emotion. Totally. You need that to know, to appreciate the joy. Right. You really do. Mm-hmm. But that just to bring it all back around, is like that struggle that you've had and all the, you know, the adversity and pushing through it. Mm-hmm. What you said, the holidays at Lululemon, it's the same sort of, you can relate with the person behind the counter that's dealing with a bad customer yep. to, and you know how to sell them down. You know, you can relate to like all the different stations in life. And 
it's the same sort of environment where you're struggling, you're struggling, you're pushing through something with such intensity and laser focus that yeah. when that gets done, that feeling like hey, we just accomplished that, we, just, we made it that. through, we're <laughs> yeah. all in one piece, <laughs> and things went great. Like yeah. we have had some hiccups through there, but we navigated them and we fixed them, and it was a successful day. And now we can high five each other, and we can be proud that we accomplished this this Bang. wonderful thing. But that all that stuff from your decision to you know jump in that pool and race that girl mm-hmm. to getting over all the injuries to the CrossFit stuff to the drinking, all those things of that struggle that pulls against you. And I'll say it's the doctor that tells you you can't. Mm-hmm. And it like you, pull, that gives you like you pull that until you cross the finish line of that little thing. And then it's like, I'm searching for the next doctor that tells me I can't <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, but with Lululemon, you wake up every day and it's going to be something. There's a different thing coming through it. So you never have to go like searching too far. Right. You're in a job that gives you your doctor that tells you no every single day. That's, so true. That's such a cool way to think. And about you it. get to destroy them yeah. every single day. Or uplift them, you know, <laughs> however you want to look at it. No, the, the, but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool to see you have your dream job in a way of, of dealing with those demons yeah. and crushing them. Yeah. Like you enjoy crushing demons. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been fun, Shay. Well, it's thanks. awesome. Yeah, this has been great. All right.